Now, Pete Weatherburn, our vet, is here. How are you, Pete? Great, Declan. How are you? Okay, thank you. Good, good. And um, we're coming up to Christmas and maybe next week. A puppy is not just for Christmas. You'll be talking to us about that. But, um, you know, there's other things going on. And you were saying to me about pressure that uh, rescue centres are under at this time of the year. Is that right? Well, yes, it's a particularly difficult time for them because, well, for several reasons. First of all, I mean, the message about pups and kittens not being good presence has got out there and that's great that that, that it has and so people don't get these things casually anymore but the the, the downside of it is that the, the nobody wants to take on pets around christmas time and so whereas the rest of the year there's a steady flow of 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 animals in and animals out um what you find is that for certainly for the latter half of december no rehoming happens and so it just it means that they get really very very full um all the rescue centers are chock-a-block with animals and um those animals need to be cared for and so that means that the volunteers who do the caring really are under a great deal of pressure um and the charities are under an awful lot of financial pressure because they've got to feed all these animals and and, and look after them um so i think it's, a, it's an, an issue every december and um what I think, what everybody I suppose tries to help a bit, and what we do in our clinic is we, we put out the word that we do a collection and um, people leave in dog food and cat food to our clinic and we then pass it on to local animal charities and we find that's one way of addressing the kind of issues that they have. We call it Give a Stray Dog Christmas Dinner and it's kind of, the idea is that you're feeding a stray animal on Christmas Day and it's just a way of lessening their burden a little bit. Yeah, um, we like to think that every animal will be rescued and every animal will be rehomed, mm. but there's just not enough people and there's just too many animals, isn't there? Well, that's the, the main problem. That's why the, the, the other focus that we ha- that that a lot of us in the animal welfare business would have would be to encourage people to get their pets spayed and neutered, so that the whole if you like, the production line stops so there's less puppies and kittens produced in the first place and then there's not nearly as big a problem. As it is, you just have to deal with what's there. Um, fortunately, um, people have got much, much better at finding homes for pets, finding good homes for pets. And um, consumers out there have got better at going to rescue centres to find an animal rather than going to breeders and, and buying buying the animals. Um, and by, because, because of that slight shift, it means that, you know, in general, animals do get homes, but it does take a while sometimes. It, t- it takes a while to match up the right animal to the right home, and it's really important that that match is done properly. There's nothing worse than the wrong animal in the wrong home. That doesn't work out for anybody, nor for the animal. Um, so it does, t- it does take time. It does mean that animals are left sitting in rescue centres sometime for, you know, quite a period. And, you know, there's a cost to that, and that's, that's something which the charities have to try and cope with. Now, you've been talking to us over the years about these puppy farms and illegal puppy farms and all that, and we had the high-profile interceptions by the Dublin Society about uh, these particular vans and whatever going mm. off to the United Kingdom. On BBC Radio 5 Live two weeks ago, they had a programme on, uh, it was called 5 Live Investigates, and it was about the amount of puppies that are coming from Ireland into the UK, and it's thousands it is yeah it's a it's a really big hidden problem um you see up until a year ago there was no legislation against puppy farming in this country so even if puppy farms were identified people could do nothing about it it was perfectly legal the legislation was brought in last january it's now in place um but i'd imagine there's probably a little bit of a of a um 
staggered effect. It's not going to be effective straight away. It's going to take a while for poppy farms to be tracked down and made to con- um, to comply with the regulations. So, you know, we're at that lag phase at the moment where I'm sure this... I mean, it all happens behind the scenes. Nobody really knows what's going on. It takes undercover reporters to try to identify it. And, but there's you know, people out selling puppies that are bred in, in Ireland um, out of the back of vans in, in the UK. That's you know. that, that. That's it. And on the uh, internet with, with mobile phones and the number disappears next week. That's why it's hard to track down. But the legislative framework is in place now it's up to local authorities across the country to um, identify these places and uh, and then inspect them and if necessary you know if they don't come up to the standards then to close them down um, and I guess the public can help here by keeping local authorities con- uh, informed if you think somebody's got a puppy farm then tell your local authority and it's local authority responsibility then to, to, to deal with it. They're finding that there's fake um, some registration details or something like that they're just photocopied off and they all have <clears throat> all these pets are vaccinated and all that but when you know they're examined they haven't been vaccinated well, they're I mean, full of that, this that listen, and the other. I, 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 I see it all the time. I see people coming in with pedigree dogs that look no more than like pedigree animals than you do, Declan. Like they don't look, they're clearly crossbred animals, but they've been sold as pedigree dogs. Um, I see dogs that are, have been, they've been told they've been microchipped. You, you scan the dog, there's no sign of microchip whatsoever. Um, so, you know, there's plenty of fraud out there, I'm afraid. Again, I'd say this is another reason why if you're looking for a new pet in the new year, you're far better to go to an animal charity, whether it's the DSPCA, the Wicklow SPCA, or Dogs Trust, or, or one of many others. There's lots of animals that need homes that will make excellent pets, um, and you can be sure that if you get down for one of these um, backgrounds, nobody's profiting out of it, and you know you're not contributing to the ongoing saga of puppy farms. Thing is, a lot of people get caught into it accidentally. They don't realise they they basically just go out looking for a cute pet, and they they go to the internet, they search for an animal, they find it, they get it, and they don't stop and think about what they're doing. So I think you need to plan very carefully before you get a new pet. Don't just follow the line of least resistance because if you do that, you're going to support the illegal trade in puppies. Right. There's one veterinary person or something at Rosslare. I'm just thinking of this program from memory. Mm. And yeah. you know what to do? Well, I mean, inspect every car. Well, that, clearly that's that's a big job. To, if somebody wanted to hide a batch of puppies in a van, uh, and there's like I don't know thirty vans going through in an afternoon, you know, you're not going to find those puppies. Um, and um, you know, they they got so many other th- animals. Are only one concern that they have. There's plenty of other concerns that these folk have at, at ports. So you know, um, I think it's more important to try to stop it at the source, which means. Um, basically identifying puppy farms in local authority areas and getting the authorities to inspect them and enforce the law. That's what needs to happen. All right, okay. Thanks very much indeed. That's Pete Weatherburn, our vet. And Pete is from Bray Vet and Old Connor Avenue in Bray. And you can see Pete on TV3 as well. How are you looking on TV3 these days? (laughs) Struggling as much as ever. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. And uh, Pete's website has uh, all the information on uh, current animal activity and how they relate to humans humans on PeteTheVet.com. Thanks very much indeed, Pete. Thanks, Stephen.